Hello and welcome to the A340 podcast. We are here after the grand final of 2019. The Tigers, of course, victorious. My name, is, my name is Alex Catalano and Alex Miller is loving every second of it. Have a look at the state of him. Boys, I'm pleased as punch. What a win. What a season. And oh, just over the moon. Alex Doherty, Mr. how did you enjoy the granny, mate? Mr. Miller, mate, I've just, firstly, congratulations to you and your Tigers. Thanks, it mate. Was, uh, they did all of Victoria a great service. I oh, appreciate it. <laughs> and beat the Giants. Uh, how, how did I spend it? I was, yeah, oh, no, you know, it wasn't too bad. I remember <laughs> everything from my Saturday. Wow. Uh, I did bit, not. <laughs> bit, it's an achievement. Bit tired, but uh, very, uh, it's been a good weekend. Can I just say, before we go any further. Yeah, mate. We cracked the ton on the last episode, the grand final preview. Ooh. So thank you very much to everybody who listened to that. And we, we, we've hit a bit of a spike. We're in a bit of a bit of rare form, mm. boys. Everybody's so. getting around it. We love to see the numbers. As we've said the past couple of weeks, we do especially appreciate the people that have been here from the start for sticking around. But of course, all the newcomers as well. Mm. We hope you enjoy it week in, week out. I do just want to say the email, a340 at gmail.com. Please mm. do send, especially with Anything. such a big... Such a big uh, trade period coming up, and not too far off the draft as well. Yeah, if you've any, heard any any rumors. rumors you've heard, any players you'd like to see come to your we club, would like or... to, yeah, voice your your rumors. Yes, so please hit us up with that because we'll have a huge trade episode coming yeah. up next week. Or anything Ooh. you'd like to do, we're going to time segments back on next week. We're doing the top three delisted free agents. Yes, Ooh, yes. So, but if you have any ideas, maybe top ten draft picks that have fulfilled or failed expectations, or something crazy like that, just send them in, like Cat said, via email. We'll, We'll take it on board and definitely do that. But, but this week, we are thinking all about the grand final mm. that was. <laughs> what? Uh, look, as a, as, as a spectacle, as an entertainment spectacle, probably not the best grand final no, I've ever no. seen. The past few years have definitely Lived up been to the better to watch. <laughs> Lived up to the table of grand final. But, Doc, what, what was your takes from the game? What was, what was, yeah, well, as Kat said, not, not, a, not, a, good, not a good spectacle to watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was record low... Um, Viewership as well, actually. Was it? For, for like the past 25 years or something. How, what's that based off? Is that based off a whole game or is that... Uh, I think... Uh, I'm not uh, sure. It would be, surely. I, I, sure. I want to say, a couple, couple of things come to mind. This three goals, seven twenty-five, <laughs> the lowest score GWS in the history of GWS. That's wow. crazy. It's amazing to think that even in their first year, they didn't yeah, score well enough. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even with the bottom. And the margin of 89 points, the third highest margin in AFL Grand Final history. Geelong still hold the record. Geelong still holds the record Who's for... second? It would have been Hawthorne in the 80s. I think it was 86 or something. Okay, can find out for you. 87, they won by 96 yes, against, I do, against the Ds. I do remember. Wow. It, it, it was in the 80s for memory. Well, but, I think, yeah, like you said, Doc, that the goal scoring is the biggest thing, but the Tigers sort of just outplayed them completely. You know, an 89-point margin is massive, but the Giants had very few bright points, but some of them were okay. Tim Torano boys had the 30 touches himself, and but tried his guts out the whole game of that day. He, he, mm. he was the best Giant by a country mile. He Tim was Tarano. everywhere, though, as well. He tried down back, forward, and he did everything. Hita, Cat, you said, was massive. Yeah, Hita had a good game. He was very... Um, obviously, the ball was down the Giants' back line more than anywhere else, and I thought Nick Haynes had a fantastic... Gave a fantastic effort as well. But those two were kind of the ones that were mopping everything up when the, it was down The numbers there. are outstanding. He sure had 29 touches... 19 of those kicks, 14 marks, three tackles, but went at 89.7%, and along with six rebound 50s. So did everything he could for his team, and he said he was going to retire if they won a flag. So you think Hader, I'm pretty sure his manager has said that he'll go on again next year. I think I, I, he could. I think on, on, on this game alone, you'd, th- you'd, think, he, you'd think he can go yeah. again. I mean, that, that, was, that was on a, on a day where there was 
way too many giants that lowered their colours. He he was one that stood up. And Nick Haynes as well, like you said, Kat. He had 15 marks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of that was probably from just the Chipping ball being around. down there as much as it was. But, no, he had a good game. Um, you mentioned lowering the colours, though, Doc. I want you to get a couple from you, then Kat, then myself. I think we can all agree on all one man who's at the bottom of the stats. Can, can, I, can I just say, I, call, I called this last week. Jeremy Finlayson, five, six goals. Norm Smith medal chance. Couldn't even get five, six and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he even looked at the ball five times. He was, he, he, he was lucky if he got five, six uh, fantasy points. <laughs> yes, he luckily got eight. <laughs> he got eight. For his sake. <laughs> one disposal, one kick, mm. one mark. Did you actually watch him play, though? He just... One, he didn't look like he could be fagged. One tackle, no, one clearance. Most of that forward line. But one contested possession. Even there was a couple of times where the ball bounced towards him and it just bounced over his head, but there was no chase. Yeah. And Wayne Carey pointed that incredibly. There was one time where the Giants were polarizing the numbers forward, Doc, flooding forward, and Jeremy just had to gather the ball, but it sort of bobbled away. And I think it was David Asprey, who was no quick by any chance, ran off with it, and that was it. Finlayson was done, so... If you, if you calculate the amount of time that Jeremy Finlayson was on the ground and the and if you calculate the time that the ball was around him, yeah. how the hell do you come up with one disposal? I don't know. It's, and, and he didn't. He went into the ruck for times and mm. they just dominated the ruck in general, though, just, I thought that's always. He oh. just didn't attack the footy no. come like on. you want your forwards to. What about Sausage Boys? It, it, probably his last game <laughs> he's ever. He's done. He is absolutely done. Yeah, he's, he's cooked it. He Set. just can't do it. I, I, I did, did give him kudos last week for playing smarter, he not did. harder, but he played pretty dumb <laughs> pretty dumb footy. I think the uh, biggest thing on the weekend. was like when they tried to get out of their defensive 50, they looked for sausage and he was frailing around like a sausage. <laughs> if a bloke who's about 40 kilos uh, lighter than you and Trent Cotchin nails you down in the uh, first quarter. You How know, was that a free kick? You know, you know you're done. Gave him a little head massage, but come on. It's sausage. <laughs> Uh, I want to give a special a special mention to Matt Dubois for trying to <laughs> trying to tag Dustin Martin and then he kicked four goals. I think the highlight for me as well, talking about Dubois, Cat, is he had nine touches at quarter time and he managed just three in the next three. So well His done man just for ran being, wild. Well done for him for being a tagger. Did, yeah. Sam, did Sam Reid play at all? I didn't see. Uh, he, <laughs> he did. He, he was there. I don't know how fit he was though, Doc. I was saying to Cat earlier. I think the Giants had a couple of underdone. Obviously, Phil Davis, Cat. Mm. Do you think Rewald exploited that matchup? Oh, for Pretty sure, well. for sure. You could just see the way that Rewalt was running off him. And, like, you know, obviously, he. I think he even said post-game, Rewalt said I could tell his calf wasn't quite right. He wasn't moving very well. Yep. So I just had to kind of take just advantage on, of that. on the injuries, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. I, yeah, the Channel 7 boys picked it up uh, pre-game. Mm. He, wasn't, he wasn't running at uh, top pace. So. What about Whitfield, though, Doc? Why is he playing? Who well. makes that call, though? The Medicos, obviously... You know, would have to clear that. Well, mm. the medicos would would have to give him the okay, but then again, GWS's medical staff have been the worst medical staff <laughs> in the league this year. Well, that's that's not not super harsh criticism considering the Pies medical staff exists as well. But <laughs> exists. I think I think they had maybe uh, twenty five fit players at one point. But am I wrong? You are somewhat right. I would agree with that. Ninety percent. What about Toby Boys? Cut the lot. Mm. of booze. He got he got twenty three touches, but uh, I don't think we I don't think he, he made didn't have much a big impact. impact on the he game. He only went at fifty six percent, no goals, no score impact at all. Catch just the two behinds, but yeah. even when he went into the middle, it didn't look like he would he would change the game. Yeah, another man, Josh Kelly, I thought was for how you know normally switched on here is every single game. Didn't do very much. Only 15 touches. No. Cat for a midfielder. Yeah, only 15. Daniel Lloyd as well, 15. Didn't do much. Brent Daniels had an inspired sort of first half. His first half was really, really good. He looked like one of the only Giants that was playing at 100%. But then he sort of ran half. out of guts. Doc, you want to talk about Sam Taylor? Sam Taylor, boys. I think he's been... 
Samuel. Oh, I, th- I think he's. I think he's been. I think he's been really good Agreed. this final series. I think he matched up on Dusty for for large portions of that game when he went forward. Um, mm. he, he won. He won his fair share of contests, but I think the goals that Dusty did kick. I think Sam Ta- Sam Taylor was a bit unlucky. Yeah, I, and they'll I, just come I, through more games on experience. It's just yeah. an experience. He's kid's still twenty years old, and he's yeah. played thirty games, Cap. He's yeah. got a lot to learn, and he would take a lot though from playing on someone like Dusty. There was just a couple of times where you would have seen he just got goal side, and he mm. he didn't shove Taylor, but he just moved his body and got the angles. And there's that, not many players that can match up well on no. Dusty when he's forward. So that, good on him for at least putting in a good effort. I think that, that's 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 just experience yeah. talking, and he's, yeah. he's probably one of the few Giants I can actually say I do admire. We'll talk about the Tigers while we are at it, Dusty, but <laughs> that goal that he kicked, you guys would have seen Rioli's inwards handball into the turf, mm. and that goal from there, I remember sitting in the pocket, and the crowd just erupted. It was seriously... Was that the one around around his body, around the corner? Or? Yeah, he, the Rioli handballed yeah. it in one bounce up, picked it up. And then he just, yeah, around his body. He's taking the piss at that point, Dusty. He's well, just, uh... I saw a couple of Giants players just like throw their head back because there's nothing you can do about that. No. That is just class at its finest. But who do you guys thought were the Tigers standouts? Well, uh, it is a bit hard to go past Dusty. He did win the Norm Smith. Dual Norm Smith medalist puts him in very elite company with the Andrew likes McLeod? of Andy McLeod and Gary... Hayden Bunton. No, Gary Ayers no. and Luke Hodge. Luke Hodge. Oh, sorry, the Norm Smith's recent, yeah. Ayers and Hodgie. Yep. Those are, those are three huge names. McLeod, Ayers, Hodge, and now Martin. What about Basher? That's Doc? massive. Oh, do, you, do you reckon, no, reckon Basher would have been stiff to uh, miss out on Norm Smith again? Honestly, don't reckon he gives a crap. But yeah, he probably, he probably would have. <laughs> oh, been. look, I don't, I don't He's know. a very humble man, I, I don't doubt that, but seriously. Maybe a yeah, little that, bit stiff, yeah. That's, that's, two, yeah. That's, two, that's two grand finals now he's been snubbed. I think the fact that Dusty kicked four, though, really, really changed the outcome. Rewalt could have, been a, could have even been a Norm mm. Smith contender with the I, five. You, you even said it last week that you thought... Rewalt was due for a big one. I told you. He never has two quiet weeks in a row, Jack. And he had three touches last week. And, you know, Jeremy Finlayson said, look, I'll hold my beer. I'll go for one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> did exactly that. But I thought, I think that Nick Vloshton boys is still one of the most underrated players in the comp. 22 disposals, 12 marks, 90% efficiency, mm. and five rebound 50s. He is just so consistent. And he's played a bit like Tommy Langdon, Cat. Yes. Last year, when the Pies were down in key defenders, he seriously, yeah, just reminds me a bit of Tommy. Bit of an undersized um, key defender. Yeah, kind of, I thought he was really well. But uh, anyway, I, I could go out all the toes, but you guys are a, l- bit, l- bit, a bit better as neutrals. L- yeah, I l- think he did well, considering Grimes and Asprey had their hands very full pretty much mm. all day. And I mean, obviously, you know, the Giants forwards weren't looking too dangerous, but you still have to do the job on the likes of Cameron and Hillberg. Yeah. And they did. They didn't really get anywhere near it, so... I've got to say, um, I, I'm definitely loving Toby Nankervis and Ivan Soldo as a ruck pair by the week. It's love at first sight, boys. <laughs> they are... Him and you. I also got to kiss um, Ivan Soldo's hand on the weekend. Oh. He came over <laughs> to shake my hand <laughs> and I grabbed him. <laughs> did he, did he, did he, did he appreciate it? Did yeah, he, he just it? laughed. Was he a beautiful man? <laughs> he's a... What a he, gun. He's a, he's, he's, a great, he's a great bloke. Their tap work, though, was outstanding, Ivan. wasn't it, Doc? Yeah. They, they were... Outstanding, and I, I remember us talking about whether or not they were going to be mm. right uh, yep. about about a month about a month or so ago. Yeah, we were sitting in these very chairs, and we were doubting it. But but um, oh geez, they've they've proved us wrong. Just a couple of other notes I want to ra- rattle off quickly, boys. Sorry, but I'm just so I'm, so, I'm pretty. <laughs> you poised. can talk about the whole Tigers team if, uh, if we gave them enough you, time. Before you do, yeah, Jason Stangner, 
the worst dual premiership player I've ever seen in the history of this. Imagine kicking five behinds and one out in the full. Six scoring out. shots. Almost made a goal, but he could have won a Norm Smith, though. He could have won a Norm Smith if he had his kicking boots on, but the man never does. So He had some damaging runs, though, boys. He looked, all, he looked dangerous. And that... he, he did everything right. But finish. But, but finish it To off. be fair, there was a couple of times he was going flat out, and I thought, no way. And like you, you, when, it, when you're running that fast. He just needs, I think, a bit of goal-kicking practice, because no. Daniel... He needs a bit of bloody quick smarts, I reckon. <laughs> um, Jane Short, though, boys, and Landbacker, two of the guys I'm most pleased for. Jane Short especially, missing out in 2017 due to injury. I, de- mm. I definitely love what how far Landbacker's come over the course of 24 months. Um, he actually won a, a grand final before Net Fife, and they're both from the same town, so suck on Who, that um, one, Fifey. <laughs> what, Baker. Short? Oh, Baker. Yep. Really? Same yeah. small country town, boys, so... Oh. Yeah, Fife, you can uh, put that one on his resume. It's, fu- it's funny how uh, we, have, we haven't <laughs> talked about Marlon Pickett, boys. I'm not going to. I can't. <laughs> he can't. He, we can. <laughs> is he the, the best ever debutant on that type of stage? Well, oh, he's the only one for 60 years or something. But, whatever it but was. the numbers. 22 touches, one goal, eight contest possessions, eight inside 50s, though. Mm, that that was the thing that I was most impressed by, is the inside 50s, especially that... That second half where he just won it out of the centre oh, bounce. Gosh. I thought you said you times. can't talk about it. <laughs> I have to do it. What about his kicking cap? Yeah, you, pretty elite. You, Even after there was that, that one, obviously that, that'll be a famous um, famous little clip that'll go down in time. It'll spin pirouette oh. into the kick into Castagna, I think it was. Miller had some choice words about that on the weekend. Oh, I was, and, uh, I'll be I was excited. I'll, I'll be honest, so did I. The way, the way that he <laughs> we could, were excited, man. The way that he could ride himself after being on the run and running past all those Giants players and still get the effective... Kick yeah. into the forward line is pretty astounding. Just a great story. Just that, so, so. I think that's the composure that comes with being a mature age player coming into the AFL. He's played in grand finals in the Waffle before. He's obviously played in the VFL grand final last week. How is it though, winning two grand final medals in in two weeks? That's crazy. I, I can't think of anybody who's done that. In, I think mm. maybe Stephen King, the last person. Yeah, that he come, probably would have been the last person that comes to mind. What Who, about you? See the moment with his father, Doc, post game. Oh, that was that was lovely. That was beautiful and. Just shows you guys that it was more than a game for Marlon. It wasn't just one game and one grand final. He, he's here to stay. And I think Brownell's the party. I could seriously say Pickett possibly on the wing, maybe in the cut. Pickett on the wing? <laughs> Knew you were going to say that. <laughs> against uh, Montagna? Against Mark Blitzoffs. Um i got to say, boys. Amazing. Marlon Pickett has won one flag in one game. <laughs> St Kilda has won... One game, uh, one flag in over two thousand games. <laughs> so you could have won one game, <laughs> but won one flag in two thousand games in over two thousand games. What? A, yeah, it's just if that if that doesn't scream basket case, then uh, I will <laughs> eat my hat. I think some other quick one, boys. I thought Daniel Rioli's goal on the brink of quarter time, that bang from fifty. Doesn't Rioli do that much? But he steps up. I think I think that broke the game open. Like that first qu- that yep. first quarter was so intense, and just what just watching it. At, at home, or I wasn't at home. I was at the bar, but watching it on on TV, you yeah. just, you just uh, the person, the, the team that the team that can compose themselves first will have the upper hand. Yeah. And both teams looked very jittery early on, and that that goal just broke it open. I, I thought it felt like there's going to be a different kind of game in the first quarter. Like Doc was saying, so defensive. So both teams were so very very guarded. Very I think. cagey first couple of minutes. Yeah. The first ten minutes, I thought, like you said, Cap, beautifully put. Guarded would how mm. I'd sum it up. But that second goal, I think, really did break the game open. But I, I thought some other guy, Shy Bolton, played well. I thought, yeah, yeah. good on him. I think he's <laughs> in it. Shy's <laughs> finally earned uh, earned a place. I think in my heart and in the hearts <laughs> of the podcast in general, uh, the kid, the kid is a deserving 
premiership player. What, what, what were your words in the opening days that we came together as a podcast, Cat? Do you remember? Uh, I, think, I, I I won't repeat them. I think terrible is the nice way to put it. Yeah, I think, yes. Yeah. I wasn't a, happy with Shy because in round one of <laughs> uh, of the 2018 season, I had him in my fantasy team. And uh, would you like to know how many <laughs> fantasy points Shy got in that first round? Was it was it more than Jeremy Finlayson? Uh, I think it was about three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, and from that point onwards, I, I was absolutely not having it with Shy, but... Did not want a bar of him. <laughs> but he's had a very good year this year, uh, and uh, he'd be very, very glad he's part of this premiership squad. David Asprey boy's another one for me. So underrated. Just does his job, mm. marks the ball, contested, always he, works hard. He's just he's just one of those defenders, kind of like uh, your Dale Morris. Just does it with no fuss. Yep, Eastern Wood, week in, week out. East, they just do their job. Bit of an Eastern Wood operator, is he? Bit of an Eastern Wood operator. Now, the question I want to ask, Miller. Yes. You've still got a few years left in the likes of Rewalt and Cochin and... Some of the other older boys, Bashel. Throwing the D word, are we? The D word? Dynasty. Dynasty. Is is it possible? Is it possible? Will the Tigers win, I'm not if not next year, I'm not the year answer. after, or... Can I answer? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, we'll both answer. I think we're gonna get we're getting the number one pick in the draft, which is Alex Rance. Yes, Dima said that. That oh, is goodness. beautifully put. I think getting him back, someone has to miss out of that team. It's hard to see now who goes, but... The dynamics of this team, uh, I think the big thing is you mentioned those top-end players that are the aging veterans, but the next things that are coming through, the likes of Short, who's only 23. Mm. Um, Baker, Baker is 20. Presti is the next big thing. He's 25, 26, so he's about to hit his peak big time. I still think the biggest thing I've learned about this team is that Cochin doesn't need to get 30 anymore. Mm-hmm. And his goal on the weekend with his, you know, 15 odd touches summed up what he is now. And he, that's, he's a leader of that club. And he's going to go down as one of the best premiership captains of all time because he said it so well at the post game. Saturday morning, I watched, um, well, not morning, I took a couple of hours to <laughs> get up. <laughs> um, I watched the replay of um, what's Hamish's show? Game Day. Uh, game, yeah, day. game Day. Yeah. And they had Trent on. And he said that. I'm already thinking about next year. I'm going to enjoy the next few weeks, but I want to celebrate my premierships once my career is done. So, Koch wants to get every year he can. He's 30 now, and uh, he could go for... Yeah, I think injuries have been the biggest thing this year that mm. people are worried about, but there could be a dynasty on the cards, but there's a couple of teams. I think Collingwood and Brisbane next year are going to build to something special. The Dogs as well, I think... Here come the Doggies. I think, no, the, it's going to be tough, but a dynasty, you don't see them now I as think much. in this in this... The past few years, despite the grand finals kind of being ended up, you know, they were clearly the best teams when it came to, you know, the well, end of the, the year. Well, were the best team last year, to be fair. But in, such, w- an, in such an even competition, the thing is you don't know who's who's going to make a sudden rise. There could be a team making a sudden rise this year. Well, Fremantle finished 13th, so the script is that they... Don't, don't, ca- don't catch your eggs yet. <laughs> Just a long view. I don't know if I'd put the eggs in the Dockers basket. Put him at full forward. Wouldn't be putting the wouldn't wouldn't be putting the eggs in the ass and killed a basket either at the moment. <laughs> I think though it's yeah. very different from year to year. So I, I think a dynasty is hard because last year we were the best team, two games clear and in the home of the way. We got ahead of ourselves and the Pies beat us deservedly. But the, they, the finals form yeah. as well. It, it's been since probably the introduction of the of the week off the bye before the finals. It's kind of mattered less how you play during the year and more how you play for those for that month. Yeah, you I know, think so. I th- the Doggies weren't the best team of the 2016 season, but they were the best team for those four weeks. Well, the biggest thing and is same well, thing for the Tigers in 2017. Yeah. And and I can't remember the last time I've seen first and second Doc not make a grand final, Brisbane and Geelong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'd have to go way back. There now. was a stat for that. It's been a very long time. Anyway, but I think Tigers deserve winners, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you know, hopefully they can build something. I think 
There'll be some list changes, uh, which we'll get to, not just for Richmond, but right now. We'll get to changes for everyone. Right now. There's a lot going on. Right now. Well, let's give our... I want to to do a new section. Oh, 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 okay. Well, well, it'll be the last game. We'll have to do it next year when it starts. (laughs) But votes. Votes. We all give... Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Right, okay. Can we do a, can we do a Brownlow thing next year where we just deliver the votes for we could every yeah game? Uh, for every game for Kat, every uh, game Cat I want you to start for this game yeah um all right uh one vote to oh no one vote to Jack to Rewalt no. I think five goals you can't look past that's a huge effort you want your key forwards to stand up on the yep. day and that's what he did two votes Basher had a fantastic game probably wouldn't have move the balls forward quickly or as precisely as you did without him in there and three votes can't go past Dusty. You won the Norm Smith for a reason. Four goals and 20 touches is hard to go past. Doc, who you got? This is tough. (laughs) I'm going to give one vote to Marlon. Yep. Marlon. I've never seen... The fish. I've never seen a debut as outstanding as that. 100,000 people on the big stage. We, we, We have touched before about how he's gotten used to it. He's played grand finals. He knows how to, how to get it done. But in something like that, mm. massive, massive game. MCG, Huge boys. The, the, there's no, there's no other way of putting it. He was outstanding. I give two votes to Jack Rewalt because I thought in that second quarter, when the game was there to be won, he delivered three big, big goals mm. for them. And he finished it off with another two at the end of the game. And I thought that probably deserves, deserves somewhat of a, some vote, one vote or two yep. at least. And three, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably say Dusty. Dusty was, um, yeah, outstanding. He was... He's an awesome medalist. He... Dual Norseman's medalist. That's what he was. He was phenomenal. He, you could you could have picked maybe three or four other blokes for the Norm Smith, but Dusty was one of the blokes you can't go past. Yeah, pretty much got the same. I've got Marlon with one vote. Outstanding debut, like you said, Doc. Big crowd. Uh, two votes... It's going to go to Shane Edwards, boys. Shedder. Oh, now, we talked about Shedder. He had 21 touches, 11 contested possessions, six tackles, six clearances, five inside 50s. Man was off his chops. Mm. Is, that, is, that, is that the kind of game that got him the All-Australian last year? Yes. <laughs> Shedder. What he did was, <laughs> though, if you were watched, he was rough at Toby Green. I mean, he was physical mm. all game. And The biggest thing is that Collingwood last week, they were not physical enough with the Giants, I think. They, they were out-muscled. But I think that Richmond knew that, that the Giants wanted to take it up to them. And, you know, they did for that first 10 minutes. But as soon as Richmond fought back, the Giants reverted back to their old sort of style. And Shedder was a big reason. So two votes for him and three goes to Dusty. As I said, four goals, 22 touches. Man, it's just a demigod. I was going to um, say, say, back to the Giants. They've had three massive games mm. where they've had to rough up every, everyone that stood before them. Do you reckon that, do you reckon that caught up to them on, on Saturday? I think they ran out of legs, to be honest, and they ran out of cattle. They just too many, too many horses without legs. Um, <laughs> too many Phil Davises without calves. <laughs> I think they were just done, and I think, especially for a team doc like you said that they played that style, but it's not something they're used to. So the fact that they changed it, and it probably would have been hard to sustain it for four weeks, and mm. with that much intensity and the travel and all that crap. But I think overall. We're not seeing the teams that used to be like Hawthorne, where you used to be, you used to have that bit of gremlin and fire. Bit because we even saw unsociable. Clark, yeah, untouchable behavior. football. But now this year, we even saw Clark himself have a laugh and chill out. And that's the way to go. And I think the Pies, I don't know if you guys saw that documentary, but 
I still haven't. Oh, the one where I'm um, with Jared Blair and that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. I think that the, the way Collingwood contracted last season was a prime example, and that's like I said last week. Basher, when he said I love to play for the coach, and mm. they're also happy at Tigerland, and as Cochin said, it we are blood. They are blood brothers, so you know they love playing. Together. One of your boys, I, I don't know if it was Basher or not, but someone said um, they don't. You don't really care who gets the touches or kicks the goals. It's about Everybody's got the same goal. Everybody wants to win. However you get there, you get there. That's right. And I think, you know, and that's what makes dynasties count. So, mm. you know. Unselfish football. I, I generally think Richmond can win maybe another one or two flags before all these all the mainstays are, are done. Rewalt, Rant, Cochin. Mm. I reckon there's another at least one in them. I like to think that as well. Anyway. And and that that that's gonna get that that'll that'll get him along. That'll Don't get, get me the, emotional. Tigers. That'll get that'll get the Tigers in amongst the likes of Hawthorne and the Geelong's three flags in five years and the Brisbane three Pete. There, there's going to be a special place for the, for your for your for your team. I just want to say before we get to trades, Cat, mm. I want to say all the people that laughed at Brendan Gale when he said, "I want the five year plan. I want seventy five thousand members and two three flags." They're, they're nearly there. Mind. He'll be running the AFL in a couple of years, guys. And I've heard. I've heard. Dusty yeah. Martin's just joined the studio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dusty's here. Dusty, yeah. Dusty becomes head of football operations <laughs> for the AFL. We've actually got Dusty Martin producing <laughs> producing the A three Footy podcast now. He's just fed our mill those lines. You guys want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dusty. Well, we got news galore, Cat. Oh, you yes, you you've been telling me that you've got all these wacky rumours. Coming out. Well, we've heard... There's a bit in this. Last, last night, you want to talk about Cam first? Cam, yes. Cam Ellis-Yolman, apparently looking at a four-year deal from the Lions. It's a big, a big long-term deal. It's big. He's 27. Six. Yeah, something like that. He, he's a big-bodied big midfielder. I'm kind of struggling to see where he'd fit in in the grand scheme of things at Brisbane. It's a good question. Because I that, suppose it's probably for the likes of, you know, um, Robbo's on... 30 now, I think he's about 30. Mitch Robertson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he probably would be. He, he'd, he'd be getting on. There'd be, there's a few players in that midfield that maybe, well, I suppose the two big worries are like Robbo and Steph Martin, but they don't really have, well, they've mm. got McInerney for Martin. Um, I suppose just a replacement of the kind of grunt that maybe, he brings. I had a crazy theory last night. Maybe he goes down back. Who? Strong defender, Ellis Yolman. Ellis Yolman. Player Luke Hodge. I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah, exp- He's 190 or so. What, what's, what's his skill set like? Well, he's he's got good hands. He's strong bodied. His disposal's not bad. He's good tagger, which means he'd probably be good at defending. But what? But it's but the kick. He he's got to be able to consistently kick it out of half back. Well, and doesn't need to. We saw the joint. We had Aiden Corky out of half back on the weekend. So <laughs> don't know how, but all right. No, I, I don't know. It's just a random theory. But he probably will head up there. Also, Zach Jones, Doc, I've heard is heading off to the Saints. Ooh, okay. What do we make of that? I don't know how I don't know how that fits. Will he, will he be? Will he play halfback? Will he play? It's a good question. Will he, will he play more of an inside? I mid? think Rats would deploy him as a halfback. I think I think I could I could really see Zach Jones play more as a halfbacker. Even on the wing, I mean, it's going to be hard with Brad Hill mm. coming in to find a spot on a wing. The Saints are going to get everyone. You did say last week, Cat, so they're well on their way. Yeah. Well, apparently they got half the league coming there. <laughs> on the sounds of it, half the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> what gets it done? I think that I think the Swans won a fair bit. For Jones, what are the? I need to have a look at what the Saints have. Well, he's out of contract. I know that he's out of contract. St Kilda wouldn't have much. I think they've got they've got five and fifty five as we've discussed. Previously. Well, five surely that's for Hill. Five will get it done for Hill. They'll and maybe people, a pick from the Dockers if if the Saints really want to. They'll they'll, they'll 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 probably they're probably going to see what 
they can get for Josh Bruce because Josh Bruce will go to the Dogs for probably a second round or maybe a, a three-team try gets involved for the Dogs to get um, Zach over the line. I guess it just depends on the picks. get Josh to the Dogs. Um, yeah, they don't really have Zach a lot to, to work the, with. I think assets state. is the hardest thing. So the Saints will have to make moves early, I think, to secure picks. Mm, or perhaps their future their future picks might. Where Brad Crouch, boys? This is the biggest one I think I've heard in a while. He's offered big money to go to the Gold Coast. And to Geelong as well, if Tim yeah, Kelly surprise, goes. Surprise, surprise. Oh, 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 oh indeed. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the Cats continue their recruitment strategy of getting as many midfielders in as possible. But what about Jack Stephen? Where's well, Jack Stephen play then? Well, maybe he's at Burger King on the way through. <laughs> Brad picks him up on the plane. <laughs> Jack Stephen will play VFL football. <laughs> Charlie Constable, though, boys, will be gone, I think. I haven't heard where he's going, but I think mm. he will seek more senior opportunities. Okay. Where, 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 though? I'm not sure, but he's too good to be rotting in the uh, Geelong Falcons team. He wants to come to the Dons. <laughs> well, Brad and Sire. We also said, yes, yeah, Sire. and Constable, two, suddenly two big-bodied midfielders into our midfield. I would not mind well, at all. Well, Sire will definitely be going, and Pal Pepper's a lock. So I think both those guys mm. made their way to Essendon for mine. I, I this say- is what I also worry about, is that we similarly don't have much to work with. Well, what assets... What- what what gets a Brandon side deal done? We talked about Pelper. Oh, Sire wouldn't be very, very much. You'd third, fourth? third, third rounder. Yeah, third rounder. Like a future third rounder. Collingwood will try and push for a second rounder because because they, they know what he's capable of. He played in the grand final last year. Yeah, but how many games did he played this year, mate? He didn't play many. F all. And we've, uh, we've got our, our highest picks. We got thirty one and thirty seven in the second round. It's not enough for mine to get mm. something like a Sam Pell Pepper done. Yeah. So, I think Pal Pepper will be worth a second round. I think you have to speak to Kosh, see what he wants on Sunrise. <laughs> We're going to have to offer Koshy something under the table. <laughs> Dodora yeah. will only offer up like a fourth round because he's, he's a stingy old Dodora guy. Dodora says, now, Koshy, I'll offer you a second round pick and this Snickers <laughs> or Sam Pal Pepper. <laughs> How about I give you a wig instead, Koshy, you stupid bald head. Um, <laughs> you talked about Doc Big Money. Is Brad Crash worth a million a year? I think he is. Yes, okay. I think he is. If he, if he's if he keeps himself fit, he's probably going to be amongst one of the top twenty inside mids in the competition, and he'll probably push for top ten. Would he win a Brownlow if he relocated to Victoria? If he relocated to Victoria, mm. no. Ooh, okay. No, 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 nobody gives anybody except Nat Five respect out of Victoria. <laughs> and again, Jeez. another Saints one we have, boys, from Riley Beveridge. He said that uh, St Kilda are chasing Sam Gray. Sam Gray, surely he wouldn't be worth. All too much. He'll he'll, he'll he'll be worth a half bag of donuts. He wants six hundred k a year. I've heard. Oh, he's kidding. He is kidding. Well, he had a decent year, Gray, but he didn't have. I wouldn't even put him on the same level as Ellis. No. I wouldn't even say he's had a decent year. He's been in and out of that team all year. I'd have Brandon Ellis. Yeah, that's it. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Tom Doc? Papley, though. Yeah, I've got to oh, say Tom Papley. Perhaps. Tom Papley this morning, boys. I'll ask you about is it, it. It's not confirmed still, though. No, no. McClure, it's, no it's, Sam McClure he has, reported. He has nominated Carlton. He's nominated Carlton. Oh, it's, it's, it has been confirmed. has been confirmed. Do the Swans hold him to the contract, though, Doc? If they, if, if they can't find a suitable deal to get Papley over there, then he will have, they will have to honour the deal. And we said before, I don't think he's worth a top 10 pick for mine. Nah. There, there, was, there, was, a, um, there was a proposed trade, a proposed three-way trade. Mm. Um, I can try and get it up. Oh, with that involving us and yeah, um, involving Danaher us as well. I'll, jo- I'll get it up for you. Ah, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> but it was... Um, oh, look, it, I don't mind it, but they, Carlton would have to give up their pick eight to get Tom Papley in amongst it. So this is the... Uh, I think he's worth that. This is the mm-hmm. trade that Doc has sent us in the chat. It's Joe Danaher on pick 29 to the Swans. Mm-hmm. They would have to give up Tom Papley in pick four. Yep. 
pick four and eight would he- make their way to Essendon in exchange for Joe and 29. I think we absolutely make out like bandits if we get pick four and pick eight. <laughs> I think so, definitely. And then that, Carlton. That, that, that is highway robbery if I've ever seen one. <laughs> then Carlton as well end up with their man Tom Papley and they lose pick eight. Huh? Well, actually, hang on. All that's moved down one because of, we will talk about Gold very Coast. shortly. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll talk about the Gold Coast. But still, pick five and nine. We're laughing. Very We're good. absolutely laughing. In a draft that for, apparently for, drops off pretty steeply after about the top 15 yeah. or so, for, for you're some, laughing. For someone, for someone who's had, what, dodgy hamstrings, mm. calves? Everything. Uh, Do- Dodgyitis Do- pubis. Do- dodgy, dodgy every leg muscle in his body. <laughs> every part of the lower half of his body has been Now, I've actually, I've, I've got the sun thing here, boys. Yes, I, I, this is, I, I want to, I feel like there's a lot of discussion to be had around this. So, I'll, I'll try and explain it as best as I can. So, Gold Coast this year will receive pick one, yep. as expected. So, their pick one becomes pick two. Pick but they one. will also receive the first pick of the second round in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. So, that will be pick 19. 19 or 20. Yeah. One, one of them. One of the two. They will also receive a mid-first-round pick next year in 2020. That is pick 11 at the moment. You'd yeah. assume. And then the first pick of the second round in 2021. Mm. It's a lot. And they were all... It's a lot to offer. And it's a lot to, a lot, to, yeah, a lot to offer to an irrelevant club. <laughs> <laughs> to the Tasmanian Jeez. Suns. The way um, I've seen... I've seen a few people talk about it, kind of spinning it in a more positive light is oh, the Suns the Suns are kind of now at the point where they've kind of re rebuilt everything. They've got, you know, new chairman, new CEO, new coach, pretty much all the administration's been cleared out and brought back in, like rehired. So it's kind of like they're starting fresh as a new club all over again. Which is good and bad, but there's a way that they should be doing this. I'm a fan of the And there's also yeah. the aside from just the draft picks thing, there's the rookie list extended to ten spots and they get priority access to all of Darwin and the NT as an academy zone. I think that's a good idea. I like I like that idea. I really like the academy zone idea. But for me, it's they don't need youth; they need experienced heads. And I'll... well, that's the thing I suppose about these these picks uh, is that it can they can use those as a draw to maybe get players that they might want over. Now that they have an extra pick in that they have that number one pick, use what they can say study, pick two Brad for Brad Crouch, get that done. Imagine being Adelaide getting pick one. <laughs> They don't deserve it. <laughs> no, don't give them pick one. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, and so I think the Crows would absolutely take that because then they have pick two and pick five, whatever it is. Yeah, in the and first for a man round. that's going to be out of contract in 2020, Doc, you think you'll walk anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they want to cash in. So it just comes down to whether the, whether the Suns yet identify they need more young talent. Do they want the likes of um, Raul and Anderson yeah. in the draft this year? Apparently great mates who would probably be more likely to stay at the club if they come together. I think that's the way to go as well now. I think they need a lockdown maybe friendships and these guys mm. from these country towns you see you see Brisbane did that a few years ago with the draft when they put when they get when they got Berry and they mm. got Witherden they got yeah. Cedric Cox they were all north they were all north Ballarat boys yeah. so if you get if you get those those guys in together well, even Neil and McCarthy yeah. Um, yeah last year exactly yeah that's, that's they need to follow exactly what Brisbane are doing and get mates in around the club it's it, very... it starts a good culture as well especially if they're guys like from all sounds of it um Roland Anderson are extremely hard, extremely hard workers. You just look at some of their stats from this year yeah. in the under 18s. R- Raul was enormous in that grand final. And those kids, those kids are playing their absolute guts out for a chance at AFL footy. Well, I think it's going to play it very interestingly, and you know the Suns. It's gonna, it's gonna be a fresh start, like you said, Cat. But they have to do some work. And do I you think, think? What do you think is better? Trade that high pick for a big name, or draft these two kids? 
If we're starting fresh, I'd draft the two kids for mine. Yeah, I'd, I'd do the same. But I, you need... The, the, I was gonna, oh, sorry, you go. I was going to say, uh, those, those two kids are going to can form such a nucleus in that in that midfield for the mm. Gold Coast. They've already got some good players in there. They've got Swallow. If they can get Bowers a, a full season, he'll be he'll be a star. Brody McPherson. There's some good good eggs. Brody McPherson, Fiorini. Yep, very good players through there. You add mm. you add these two in, it it almost completes that midfield. I think the Suns as well, as we said in the season review, they are, they were promising this year. The youth has taken a big step. Mm. So they're guys there now that have probably played 50, 60 games. So they will be hitting some better. Uh, form and color pre-seasons it does a lot you know second question yes is is it is it is (laughs) hello Alex Doherty (laughs) ask the question is it (laughs) is it reasonable is it too much or is it it's it's fair considering where the Gold Coast are and what they where they have been the last or since they've started pretty much in in a hole they're they're an absolute basket case they need this Uh, they need this and I think Stewie Drew's onto something in terms of his game plan. I think the Gold Coast Suns overall are kind of onto something. Agreed. Do you think though? There's another question that I've seen. Lions three. Okay, <laughs> I have one more question. So the teams, the teams that Shut are. Up, Tom Brown. <laughs> the t- hang on, I've got the, I've got the indicative <laughs> draft order. I got the draft order up. So the the five picks after the Suns. Yes. Uh, the D's, the Crows, because they have Adel- uh, Carlton's, Sydney, St Kilda, and Frio. Right. None of these teams are necessarily bottom feeders. Obviously, the Crows... The Crows, the crows are. The crows I consider, are I'd consider the Saints a bottom feeder. The Crows are looking to rebuild. The Ds have just had a down year. The Swans also coming into their rebuild. The Saints seemingly landing a lot of huge trade targets this year. And then the Dockers, who probably aren't in a super bad spot in terms of their list. Yeah. In a year where, say, like last year, where it's mm. the Blues, the Lions, you know, um, the Saints when they were a basket case... <laughs> If they they're all still you know down the bottom, would the AFL be less willing to move their picks down one than the likes of the teams that are currently currently having their picks pushed? Uh, good question. Good question. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, look, you think they would have still done it last year yeah. if they were in the same position? Yeah, for mine, I think so. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I probably, I'd probably say. What yeah. do you think, Kat? No, you think I think it would have helped their decision. I think it would have helped yeah. that they they probably don't feel like they're disadvantaging as many clubs. But then again, then again, Gold Coast got three first round, uh, three first round picks inside the top six, still top seven. So even still, <laughs> how much help do you need? How much help do you need? Can how much help does Tom Nichols need? It'd be interesting. <laughs> how much help does uh, Braden need? <laughs> A shit ton, apparently. Pick it up. <laughs> right, let's do season review. Season right, okay. points. Let's start with your basket case. Speaking of them, SNM. <laughs> oh. speaking, of, speaking of basket case clubs. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding, mate. What did you make of the season? You know them better than anyone else. What, what was? Sum them up in three words, and then tell me what went wrong. Sum them up in three words. I can sum them up in one word. Crap. Okay. Uh, inconsistent. Okay. It's been the story of the Bombers for the past three years or so. Yeah. Amazingly, we've made finals twice out of the past three years, playing in two elimination finals. He's he's. Got his Richmond I've got, shirt. I've got my yeah. Richmond get up on. Anyway, <laughs> look, at the, look at the state of him. Played in finals twice in the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked out. Zach Merritt. Knocked out twice. Is he your best player? Uh, can you, wait, can would, you can you wait till you get to my top five? Yes, I can. I would argue. Well, for this year, probably. 
I would argue that if Devin Smith... But why are they so inconsistent, Kat? That's the biggest thing you said, but what is it? Uh, It just seems like week to week they play with a different intensity. I don't know what it is. We saw this second half of the year, we had those five games in a row where Mm. we looked like we were going to lose it, and then somehow we pulled out something miraculous. I will say that that second half against Adelaide, probably the best footy we played all year. Until you you realised what Adelaide became. (laughs) Until, yes, until we realised what the Crows are. Um, I don't know. What it, I don't know what it says about the club when the longest win streak we put together in like the past decade was five games in a row where we snatched them all pretty much from the death. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously there were those games late against Port and then the Dogs the week after, which were just absolutely putrid. Early in the year, we had some horrible upsets. Is injuries to Blomer? No, I don't think we... Well, you, some of your better players here, Devin Smith. Know, no only Danaher, playing, but... Smith only playing the seven. No Marty Smith. Gleason only got the nine. Uh, Danaher only the four. Tom Jock only the one. A <laughs> lot of those boys that have been injured who are in Essendon's best 22, and I think that stems out to a bit of inconsistency issues. I don't know. The thing We see other clubs, you know, other clubs, other better clubs, cop worse injuries than we do and manage to come out the other side better. Richmond, the Giants, the Pies, Ooh, a flag, yeah. all, all copped it worse than us this year in terms of big names out, and they still managed to at least put together a good performance and in one case win a flag. <laughs> do, do, does it, but does it stem back to depth issues then? If, if you, I think so. We do, we do drop off hard at the bottom, I think. We A few players making their way this year. Matt D retiring, Ben McNeese getting delisted. I had no idea Matt D was still alive. <laughs> yeah, no, he was still alive on our, on our rookie list. Yes. <laughs> the likes of David Myers and Bagley getting delisted as well. But then we've still got... Jake Long on our list for some, some odd reason. I, I just want to ask you, Kat. Doc talks about depth. I, I think the bottom six is where the issue is. For yeah, me. no, we don't. Like, <laughs> especially look, you look at the key you forwards. Don't have a bottom six, you have a bottom ten. When the <laughs> when when Danaher's injured, <laughs> bottom twenty-two. <laughs> nah, Jake. <laughs> when Danaher's injured, our next best option is Sean McKernan, who is extremely Ser- inconsistent, but serviceable at times. Yes. He is, but like he, yeah, uh, he, he has those games where he does think, absolutely nothing. Um, Mitch Brown, who's up and down. Stewart was a big loss side this year. Jimmy Stewart, yeah, I feel like it would have been a huge suffered the osteitis pubis as well, like Joe. Is, is he a it must best... be in the Fruit Loops down there or something? <laughs> <laughs> must be. Is it a Fruit Loops issue? <laughs> so what you're saying is the club needs to change its cereal. <laughs> well, truck right will definitely go to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> 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 toast. Exchange your Fruit Loops for a box of Sultana brand. Well, just the goal kicking here, though, Cat. 33 from Stringer, mm. who was the highest goal kicker. Yes. Tipper with 32, 13. So- Tipper was another one who was really horribly inconsistent, I thought. Yeah. He had his high points, you know. Agreed. The game against the Lions, the game against North Melbourne, where he won it off his own back, pretty much. Um, and then, Mark, Mark and then there were the games where he just disappeared. Yes, there he, was. He, yeah. you, you, thought, you thought he was uh, hiding in the dirt. Mark, Mark Begley was a, one of the accurate goal scorers. 12 goals, 2. But... Kyle Langford, I think he was one of the, the points. He kicked 15 goals three, which is very good accuracy, but only the 17 touches in the in the year, Cat, that you expected a lot more. Mm-hmm. Did maybe he move back forward next year? A high half forward role, maybe. Um, I thought he was all right, Kyle Langford. Yeah, uh, Lang- I, I thought... He needed to average 20 this year. He only averaged 18, which I know it's only two disposals, but it makes a big difference. We've got me. a couple of players that we don't really know where we want to play them. The likes of Langford and Parrish as well. Zarakis best spot in the back line? Uh, Zarakis best spot is in the VFL. Oh! <laughs> shit. Oh, no. That's red hot. He's done. That's crazy. That is, that is crazy. I don't know how much... <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that I don't either. know how much of the Dons you, I don't think you boys... <laughs> 
Zaharakis would probably be listening to this A3 podcast and <laughs> he's just copped an absolute <laughs> mouthful from one of he, his own. His dog is crying right now. <laughs> no, nah, look, oh. he's he's lost a bit of pace. He looks a bit that. off it. Now, Zaka, I think he needs to do the David Myers thing and make way for the kids. Does he make get way traded? for Ben McNeese. No, he doesn't get traded because no one will want him. Right. No, nah, n- nah, no one will want him. Um, will Snelly, five goals. I love Snello. From four games, 16 touches. So he, he'll you reckon play a lot next year? Yeah, yeah, he'll, he he'll, he'll play a lot. Love yeah, the kid. Devin Smith comes back, Danaher possibly on the move. I think what's needed, Doc, is a big key power forward for mine at Essendon. Yeah. The <laughs> likes of <laughs> Jerker Jenkins. Could you suggest? Josh Jenkins. He's no. about, about the only one on the market. He'd be on the radio. Bruce is going to the dogs. He'd be on the radio. Patton's going to the jo- horse. Josh Jenkins was was a part of Essendon's list all those years ago. Oh, and, they, and, they pi- and they pissed him off for peanuts. Regretful. He's on Very the regretful. Radio, radio rentals website. There are literally... <laughs> <laughs> Josh Jenkins. One, one Josh Jenkins. I'll have a washing machine and a for Josh a, Jenkins. For a fourth round pick. <laughs> you got a Don Python on the side. Yeah, well, if he comes back to us now, he'll probably still be worth a fourth round. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where do you finish next year? This is what uh, we should have done, actually, with God. our season reviews, is say where we'll finish next year. Well, we've got this, we'll do the season preview next I year. I doubt we could make top eight. Okay. So, it, de- it, depend- it depends on where, if everybody if everybody's at 100%, it, ha- what role Ben Rutten has next year, because... Well, he's a senior assistant. He's going to be senior assistant, but they're going to they're gonna put him in certain roles where he's going to be in charge. Mm-hmm. And John Westworld will take the back seat in some games, I'd imagine. Maybe yeah, throw I don't him know. off the bus, don't give him a seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm putting gosh. us ninth or tenth. Oh, well, question for next year. Okay. If, if we say we get to the bye and we're something like four and eight, mm. sack him. Does Westworld get the sack early? Yep. Yes. Yep. You, can't, you can't be four and eight with that list. Doc, give me the five. Top five, boys. <laughs> yes, the top five boys. A McDonald Tip and Woody. <laughs> yeah, I thought Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody was good. Thirty-two goals, thirteen. He's won quite won quite a few of your games off off his own back, as you said, Cat. Mm. So I thought he's been very. He's been. I think it's his best year. Yep. Andrew McGrath, number four, boys. We haven't good talked. Well we, haven't, we haven't talked about him, but I thought he's been one of their most consistent players this year. Fifth for total disposals this year. Good on him. Nice. Third, <laughs> nice. Third, third, third. I had Jake Stringer. A bit surprising, but I thought, I thought he was. I thought Doc's, he was, Doc's saying positive things about Jake Stringer. I thought in the Where game, am I? in the games that he had played, is this a real podcast? No. <laughs> <It's> no. A, <laughs> yes. In the games that he played this year, in the games that he played this year, I thought he played very, very well. I think, I think he's, I think he's coming back to his best football. <laughs> Mill, Miller's cooked it. That was number three. Number that was two. number three. Number two, Dylan Shield. 26, <laughs> averages 26 disposals. One of the most frustrating men on the team. Led clearances with 170. Wait, hang on. Doc, are you seriously going to tell me, because obviously number one is going to be Merritt. Yeah. Are you seriously going to tell me Adam Sard isn't even in your top five players for our year? Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Adam Sard. Another turnover. It's not your top five. I will not work five. with you. Another, another turnover merchant, like, like your mate Nick Newman. Who I cares? will not work with number you. One. Zach Merritt. I'm going to walk Amazing out of the studio. Yeah, get out of the box, mate. He led, he, he led kicks, handballs, contested possessions, tackles, and inside 50s. <coughs> He's cap. a gun, Zach. Future captain. Sounds like your only player by those numbers. <laughs> Future captain. Now, who, Fantastic who was seventh? There uh, was one team from the... West. Well, I, w- I wouldn't know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have heard the way Doc was talking about him. <laughs> Football was coming home, apparently. Doggity, let's talk about your dogs. Football was coming home, but um, <laughs> the big, big sound stopped us right in the... Uh, I right think football fell, fell, fell flat on its Football face. Football got lost in Sydney because it's a mess of, its, of a city. Football was left at the airport. <laughs> Don't let him hear. Let's talk <laughs> about... Don't let Mr. Esposito let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about the dogs. Same record as um, Essendon. 12 wins, 10 losses. 
48 total points. I just got to say, boys, from where we were in the mid-year, we were mm. we were sitting four and seven. There were a lot of questions about Bevo, about Bevo and the direction we were actually heading as a football team. But to do to do what we did, I think we won eight of the next eight eleven. Eight of the last eleven. That's eight, crazy. Eight of the next eleven. Finished seventh. Mm. I think that's a, I think that's outstanding, and the boys should be applauded. Bevo should be applauded. What what went wrong though, Doc, with the first half of the year? I think it's, I think it's just trying to get structure and order and balance in because mm. there was quite a few of those games where we just tried players in so many different positions. I was listening back to um, one of our old episodes <laughs> at the start of the year, and I absolutely let rip about. Bevo's rotisserie. <laughs> Bevo's rotations when we lost to Carlton by about 50 points. The, and the rotisserie chicken. Probably in. the low point of the year. Yes. When, 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 when we played Billy Gowers and Bailey Williams as midfielders and Jack McRae as a half forward. Billy Gowers get their list of doc? Oh. <laughs> I think he... I think he ha- I think he's got one more. Oh. Question: What was what was worse, Doc? Which game was worse, losing to the Blues by fifty points or losing to the Suns? The Blues. blues. The Blues won. Yeah, the Blues. We were we were gone from quarter time. <laughs> at least gone. we at, at least we were actually in with the chance against mm. Gold Coast. We lost by about three points. You were pretty inconsolable after that one. I, I was. I was um, very very angry. <laughs> there were some hard points though. Bond and Pelly winning the Players Award. No, coaches. He won the coaches, didn't he? Yeah, coaches association award. Paddy won the players. Mm. Bond had a very good year. McRae, we saw Dunkley emerge. Fantastic. He did emerge. D- Doc was calling it from the start of the year, and Dunks almost reached the 30 disposal average. He was extremely close. I won't put that bet on next year, Doc, because he'll get there. <laughs> he will <laughs> get there easy. If Bevo wasn't such a stubborn coach in that first six <laughs> games, he would he would have averaged those 30 disposals, <laughs> and I'd be sitting pretty. It's Bevo's fault. He doesn't like it. It, 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 it is Bebo's fault. I don't know why he um, played him forward. There was some hot... Uh, the, the goal kicking, though, Sam Moore with 38, probably one of the best pickups the Dogs have had Close as a to the best the best trade this year. One of the best recruits of the year. 38 goals. Only so behind the likes 31. of Lockie Neal, I would think. Aaron Norton, Doc, is your second leading goal t- kicker, is a massive, massive heck plus. You, you talk about breakouts. He was one that emerged out of sight. He finished top four in the BNF last year. Mm. I think he's going to be an. I think he's in the mix to be a, another top five player. This uh, top five finish this year, mm. and I think he he led he led the league in contested marks as well. Aaron Norton, he did so, thirty two goals, twenty seven. Josh Shackey, as a, as a nineteen year old, that was amazing. These That's two crazy. boys, Mister Sh- Mr. Shakalaka, <laughs> <laughs> Troy Dixon, as we know, is an accurate goal kicker. He hit twenty eight got twenty four goals, eight. But Josh mm. Shackey equal. Cat, exact same. 24. So he's a beautiful set shot as well. Good Imagine kick. that dog's forward line next year when you've got the three tall timber. Oh, of... you wait for this. And fifth on the goal kicking list, the man who played bloody six games or whatever, Bailey Dow, 21 goals on 11, <laughs> is, is somehow snapped a three-year contract. I think, get, I think Bruce, Bruce Norton, excited. Shacky, Dixon, uh, Lloyd, Lloyd, and Bailey Dale. Bailey Dale. It's a very functional. Tobes, Tobes McLean still not in there it's either. It's Toby Groot. <laughs> Imagine getting Billy Gowers back in. <laughs> Lol. Um, <laughs> what about Rusty? Rusty Gardner? No, nah, no room. <laughs> if, if if we've got to, if we're going to, uh, I think Rusty will play Probably more. Young as a forward. <laughs> we'll play. I think we can play Rusty more as a key back next year. Yeah, I, I forgot he was on our list. To be honest, could do. <laughs> All right. Well, Doc, give us your five. Top five. We you, pretty, you we, can't pick the whole team. So <laughs> you know, five. Top five. We pretty much uh, discussed them all. Um, Aaron Norton at, at, at five. Uh, led led the league in contested marks. We've already covered that. Good kid. Uh, Sam Lloyd at four. One of the recruits of the year. I'd, right. I, I'd have him behind just Lockie Neal and Tom Lynch. Well, we know who the top three is going to be. It's just in what order. Josh Dunkley at three. There he is. There, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Josh Dunkley at three. Average 28 disposals. Career highs in clearances as well. 
Uh, number two, Jack McRae. Mm. Just. Jackson. Just. Just. Uh, Average 33 touches, second in the AFL for disposals after the home and away season. And first time All-Australian. First time All-Australian, about bloody time. <laughs> and number one, the Bont, of course. The most beautiful man in the league. Here are some numbers, though. <laughs> the Bont had the most kicks for the Dogs, only five more than McCrave with 347. Mm. Lockie, Neal, Lockie Hunter sorry, had the most marks with 150. I would, I would love to have Lockie Neal on the Bulldogs. I think they'd be unstoppable in the midfield um, if you had Lockie Neal. Jackson McRae had the most handballs, Kat, with 425, 100 more than the next best, Josh Dunkley. Loves, loves to use it by hand. Contested possessions is obviously Josh Dunkley with 114, but only six ahead of McRae with 108. Oh, mm. hello. There you go. Bailey Smith in the top five as a first-year player is bloody amazing. Talked about the goal king. Clearances, Bont, 139 total clearances, wow. 18 more than Dunks. I'm, wow. I'm, I mean, I was going to say, we haven't talked... Much about the young kids like Bailey Smith, Patrick Lipinski is another one who's really yes. just swept stepped me, up. Yeah. Who's really swept me off my feet this year. I think ever since he came <laughs> in, home and <laughs> Doc's falling in love. Kiss you on the forehead, good night. <laughs> He'll give me a bit of how you going. Um, <laughs> Josh, we, we love the young. The boys. most tackles get this cat 141. The next best is McCray with 119. Wow, goes, he goes hard, Joshua. Joshua. Uh, now, Tim English, though, fifth with 68 tackles. Yes, you didn't even talk about Timmy. Oh, Timmy. And, uh, yeah. The, the, the kids come very far as a Ruckman this year. Best year play, he's play, had. Played, uh, what, is, what is it now? He's played 20-odd games this year. I'll tell you. Yeah, tell me. Uh, Go on. I, I can't find him. I'm waiting. I'm listening. <laughs> tell me. The pressure. Tell me. We've got to find him. got to find him. Got to How find many him. games has Timmy played? Where's E? Where's the alphabet? Uh-oh. Alex, <laughs> Where's the alphabet? Alex, Alex Miller doesn't he know how to spell. He played 20 games this year. Yeah, he did. He's he played, only played 29 total career games. That's crazy. 20 games, kicked eight goals, 10. Averages 30, 13 disposals. He's going to be, in a couple of years, an All-Australian contender. Team like English. It. Now, a team that we did, we have already, obviously already talked about already because they did make the grand final, but the GWS Giants probably got a hard run at it this year. Obviously, Cal Ward going down very early in the year with the ACL. Steve Cornelio... Battled injury throughout the year as well and didn't Stevie, play. Stevie Cognito. Didn't play pretty much all of the second half. Stevie, do you love me? Um, oh, there he is. <laughs> what else is there to say about them? They had a few. They had three of their lowest scores during the year, but also finished sixth and made the grand final. They changed their football, as we said in the finals, but we saw a different Giants team. They they had thirteen wins, nine losses, fifty two points, six on the ladder. I think they showed at the start of that the start of the year. With with their with the with their best players on the park, they're as good a team as anybody now. But we, also, does anyone remember like when they lost to the Dockers in Canberra? Yes, yes. I can't believe, like, I, I can't I can't re- believe that they, they had some absolute shockers of matches. The Hawks one in Canberra as well, particularly mm. another shocker. And then there was that game where we flogged them by ten goals towards the end of the season. Like they were, I wouldn't say they weren't as inconsistent as the likes of you know us or Port Adelaide. But just some weird, weird matches from the Giants. They didn't. I don't think they looked at times that they could do it with the best. Obviously, those three matches in a row in the finals. Um, but at times, they just looked like a, just a just a underperforming team. I think they've got they've still got some work to do. I think they need to pick a proper game style because they can't go flicking. Can't just beat your opponents up every week. <laughs> well, and it's not going to be like it's Shane not Mumford over there next year. So <laughs> it's not sustainable for this list for mine as well. I think the likes of these young guys, Adam Bonner needs more game time. Can't believe he barely played this year. Mm. Kieran Briggs will be be bled into the team next year. You'd think. Um, do you think? Do you think him and Sam Jacobs will work together? We did discuss so. this. Briggs and Jacobs could, even yeah. if they take turns playing matches. If Jacobs needs a rest, 
um, get Briggs in when Jacobs isn't. But for me, these other guys, though, Joel Caldwell's going to play a bit more next year. Jackson Haley, who I'm very, very, very high on. I'm, 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 I'm a bit appalled. He didn't play. He did not play more than seven games. Yeah, no, it's mm. a bit stiff indeed. Dawson Simpson's retiring. So the ruck thing with Sam, Emily Sauce coming in, they might look for another ruckman relief wise. Tommy Sheridan questions whether he gets picked back up. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Um, I, can't, just, I can't believe he got one game there. Full stop. They've got to restructure their team though a bit more for mine. Cat. I think Harry Perryman needs to go back. He's a much better user when he comes out of the back line. Mm-hmm. Plus, they get Ward back next year. Hopper will take another step. You'd think. Josh Kelly will get a full season. Adam Kennedy still not sure where his best position is. I think a wing for mine. They do. There's a few of those weird players, like you said, and a few positions weirdos. being shuffled. <laughs> Adam Kennedy's a bit of a weirdo, isn't yeah. he? A few positions being shuffled around. Matt DeBoer should be um, put down at the vet. <laughs> I think uh, Isaac Cummings. Isaac Cummings is my, one of my boys. He needs to play. Can I just say I kind of agree with him. Matt DeBoer <laughs> should be put down. Anyway, Get him out. I've got a couple of quick numbers for Doc gives his top five. We've got Tim Tarano had the most kicks. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a stellar year, Tarano. He's officially broken out. He only had five, love, love it. five more kicks than Hedershaw, but he had them. Uh, Marks. <laughs> but he had them. <laughs> he had them. Marks, you wouldn't believe who's top. Uh, is it Jeremy Davis? Cameron? Both wrong. He's sure 158. Oh, wow. One more oh. than Nick Haynes, 157. Phil Davis was third. Handballs, Jacob Hopper. Has the most, 279. The, Contested possession of Jacob Hopper, The two shining lights for the Giants this year. If, you know, obviously you'd be happy with making a grand final, not happy with being smashed the way they were. <laughs> I was happy. I was also happy. But to see the likes of, you know, Cornelio signing on for basically being a Giant for life, seeing these young kids emerge, Sam Taylor, Tim Tarano, Jacob Hopper, Brett Daniels, yes, Kelly sticking around the club. For now. They, they, they're yeah, building. He, he'll, he'll have his uh, fat, ca- fat contract at North in a couple of years. And I think years. after making one grand final appearance, I don't think more will be too far off for the Giants. Not next year. They're definitely going to be... Not next year? No, no chance. Why yeah. not? Why not next uh, year? They don't have a clear game style, like I said at the start. Goal kicking. Right, okay. Jeremy Cameron kicked 72 goals. Doc, 48. Won the Coleman. Jeremy Fidlinson kicked 42 goals, 24. Harry Himmelberg, very accurate, 37-11, Cat. It's a good position to be in when you've got that many blokes kicking... That big, that de- that de- you know we we've already covered it, but that spells curtains already for uh, John Patton. He won't be there next year. No, Toby- He's, what do you mean, mate? He's already a Hawks player. <laughs> Toby Green. <laughs> what do you 20- mean? <laughs> Twenty-seven goals, twelve. Daniel Lloyd is the fifth highest goal scorer. Sixteen goals, five. So accurate, but um, excuse me, what is it, Daniel Lloyd? Clearances. Jacob Hopper led, so he's led contested possession, handballs, and clearances. Yes. Tackles. Tim Tarano by sixty. Wow. Next best is Matt DeBoring. Um, and inside 50, Tim Tarano. So like, Tim, I'm, sure he's not, I'm sure he hasn't heard that one before. Inside 50 is Tim <laughs> Tarano, Cat with 98. So like you said, really amazing yeah. year. All right, Doc, Doc give us your top give five. Us your five. Uh, Come number, on. Number five, I have... Have Jack- a crack, son. Yeah, all right. Um, number five, I have uh, Jacob Hopper, boys. Um, <laughs> boys. <laughs> boys. Boys. Career, career best year for him, as you said. Led, led the uh, the team in contested possessions. He's an absolute bull of a player. Gun. Gun. Number four, I've had uh, Zach Williams. Lo- yes. lo- love, love how he's able to play wherever wherever you can place him. I saw, he's had games in in the middle where he's actually won clearances off his own back. Mm. Uh, he looked he looked something something special in uh, the midfield la- this year. Last week, prelim. Yes, but but there was also games during the year where he played in the middle and he won mm. a lot of critical center clearances. Yep. Number three, I had Phil Davis. I thought him and Nick Haynes were big Phil, gen- genuine rocks in defense. And I, like I, that. I wish I had Nick Haynes in my top five, but there is literally no room. You could. <laughs> Could have put another three or four in in this top five. Mm. So very stiff on him. Number two, boys, Tim Taranto. 
I like that. Beautiful. Yes. Another another career uh, career best year. He's he's broken out as an as an elite inside mid. Broken out with the rash. And uh, number one, Jeremy Cameron, 70, yes, uh, se- seventy-six goals from all twenty. Hang, oh. hang on, hang on, mate. Wait a minute, Doc. No, they. He, no, he, he's that's Canada. No, 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 no. Jeremy yeah. Cameron, number one. Yeah, Jeremy yeah, Cameron. So he's going to ski all the way down that hill you from the top. One, we, Is he? We admit he's a skier, but he, no, no. I mean, I'm surprised Doc put him there. I mean, you can't argue with a Coleman. <laughs> you can't argue with Jeremy Coleman. Look, me and Doc can try. But, <laughs> no. I, I mean, we can jest about him him being a downhill skier all, all we like, but he won a Coleman. Also, he's just one goal on the though. weekend. Uh, Cat made his 400th career goal already. Wow, what a sad, what a sad state of affairs. To, <laughs> what a sad day to have your 400th goal. All in. right, moving on. Sad, sad state of affairs, hey? Uh, so who finished fifth? The Eagles. West Coast. That's because, very because, weird to think about. One last, Haw- ro- one last roll of dice for the Eagles. Haw- Hawthorne decided to make Thanks, them. quarters. <laughs> Piss off, quarters. <laughs> Get out of here. You. Stop facilitating rumour mongering, quarters. <laughs> Bloody hell, quarters. Okay. Uh, the West Coast Eagles. Fifth. What did we make of the Eagles' year? Well, they finished 15 wins, 7 losses, cat 60 points. What did you make of the Eagles' year? Uh, at times, it looks like they never really got out of second gear. I think, especially, you look at like um, the matches that I think really, really uh, showed that were the derbies, if anything. Mm. The Eagles should have been belting the Dockers. Oh, they did. Well, not the first time. No, the second time they did. The second time. The they second did. time they did. The first, the first derby, it was only like a ten-point margin mm. or something, and the Eagles just looked like there was no fire in it. It was a very defensive, scrappy game. But like, is that what you were expecting from last year's premiers? They had like, for example, uh, round one, absolutely thumped by the Lions, and they had some outs. Obviously, Gaff was still out. Um, Willie Rioli was out. Lol. <laughs> um, but they got absolutely thumped, and you know they had smashings, two consecutive smashings from Port and the Cats, <laughs> before scraping over the line against the Suns and the Saints and the D's three weeks in a row. Actually, I don't know. It just was there ever a time this year where the Eagles played convincingly where you thought uh, they were a premiership-looking yeah, team? That one game against Collingwood, Doc. I don't know if you recall, middle of the year where they they yeah. beat them at the G comfortably. Yeah, that's when I thought they could have been a legitimate that, that, contender. That was start. That was start of the year. That was yeah, towards start the start of the year. Of the year. Um, yeah, they played pretty well against us over at Optus Stadium. But then again, it's not very hard because we don't like playing over there. <laughs> we don't like hot weather. I don't know. I just think watching <laughs> watching the Eagles <laughs> watching the Eagles win unconvincingly against bottom four sides. Uh, losing often to mm. some of the other final sides and then sometimes barely scoping over the line over them. I don't know. There was no game that convinced me during the year that the Eagles were a premiership contender. Well, there's some, there's some names here, though, Kat, I want to ask you about. Brandon Archie, where's his career at? Delisted? Yes. <sighs> How long has he been at the Eagles for now? Well, this is, this, he's only played one career game. He's played nine at the club, so three years, you'd think. Braden Answorth is he related to Ben up at the Gold Coast? Doc, uh, you know? No, it's not I, differently I, than oh, I don't is, think yeah. so. Um, They've got Hamish Brayshaw sitting on their list Jared, as well. Jared Brendan is one for me. Jared Brenda. 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 He was drafted. Brenda. <laughs> drafted with very Brenda, very high reg- <laughs> very high regard in 2018. <laughs> he only played three games. Is he? Where does he play? I like him. I think I think he's a I think he's a key forward. He's a key he's a key player, but key forward. Yep. Okay. I think he's a key forward, and Josh Kennedy will probably call it a day either next year. E- end of this year or next year. End he next he year, looked off well, very off at times this year. Kennedy, you got to remember though, guys, he still kicked forty nine goals. Still kicked, <laughs> still kicked forty nine. <laughs> he did, he did, but he, he didn't quite look like he, his old self. <laughs> Hamish Brayshaw is he related to the? Yes, other? yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah he, he's barely played. He hasn't played a career game yet though. So I do want to say that I, 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 I don't. I haven't haven't seen Hamish Brayshaw play locally. I don't think he's up to it. 
Tom, as an Tom AFL Cole player. only played the 14 games this year. Liam Dugan. Duggan? Duggan. I call him Dugan. You don't, you don't like him at all, do you, mate? No, he's a... Well, you didn't like him after that one game. Where <laughs> he was, he was did nothing. Speaking of blokes, he doesn't like Jack Petricelli, twenty-one goals, fifteen. I was going to say, I was going to say, the young kids, the likes of yeah, Petricelli and Willie's big break, <laughs> Willie's big break, Oscar <laughs> Allen for you, holiday, Jared Cameron as well, um, Oscar. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar, yeah, Oscar mm. was good. I thought the likes of even Jackson Nelson looked good at times down back. <laughs> at times, at times. Dan Venables as well, boys. The, the concussion. He what was happened? Con- he was concussed for 14 weeks. What happened to him? Where's Venables has disappeared off the face of the earth. Premiership player. I can't believe that he's, he's, he's in the same category as Jason Castanier, <laughs> premiership player. <laughs> premiership um, players who don't deserve it. Yeah. But there was still... Players obviously you don't get to fifth place without a few good uh, a good few good operators. Elliot Yo or El- Yo and McGovern both all Australian. Redden as well was an underrated one for mine. Yeah, Redden had probably his best year. He's a stager for free kicks, but he's a very good player. <laughs> I've, I've been best I've, year in the midfield. I've been pretty big on Jack Redden for for a while, and I think this move to West Coast would have certainly reinvigorated his career mm. because he was starting to fall apart at Brisbane. They'd and, be happy with yeah. with Nick Nat going into a preseason for the first time in a while, actually fit. So he'll be able to get a full preseason well, under his belt. Here are some stats, though. Gaff led the kicking dog, 437 kicks. Next what best did, was Luke Shuey. What did you boys make of Gaff's year? Uh, patchy. I, I, thought he, I, thought he, I thought he was very good when he got back. I think he, he, he's, not, he's not a very damaging player, but he still consistently averages... He gives you... He still consistently gives... <laughs> consistently gives you 30 disposals a game. Do you know how many goals he kicked there this year? How many? Three. Three. It's not enough. He didn't, he didn't look like the it's same not, player to me. It's not enough for me, Doc. Did, yeah. uh, just something about him seems yeah. like plays his two hundredth though next year. Yeah, I don't know if it's the round four. If his Excellent. suspension shook him that deeply that it's it's just he's not the same on the footy field anymore. But I don't know. He doesn't look as ready to take the game yeah, on to me. I don't know. I, I agree with Doc. I thought he was pretty good though most of the year, but he's just a bit up and down. But, but he was. I think he was I, an all Australian player last year. You I, don't I, want an all Australian to be pretty good. Mm. I've, I've seen I've seen him push into the middle a bit more now because. I don't know. A lot of a lot of people have criticised Gaff for being a just a complete outside runner, yeah, mm. and af- afraid of a hard ball. But he, he he's, he's given you just he's a, just un, just <laughs> under uh, two hundred contested possessions. So it's not yeah. bad actually. So if they um start targeting Lockie Hunter, I hope I just he, like hope he does him, the same. I like to see him go a bit harder at it. Okay. Year. Total marks. Brad Shepherd, as we know, led the one of the top five in AFL. He had one hundred eighty-eight. Next best is Jerry McGovern with one hundred sixty-four. So that, twenty-four ahead. Dom Sheed had the most handballs, boys. Two hundred ninety. I thought he had a good year, Sheed. He was okay. Well, at the start of the year, I I tried to go for a Brownlow Smokey and said Sheed could win it. Well, I said he was going to be the next face of the AFL, and I'm not too sure about that call anymore. <laughs> Elliot Yo, most contested possessions <laughs> as expected. Doc, yep. three hundred one. Next best is Dom Sheed. Jack Daly, though the goal kicking here, boys, fifty nine goals, eighteen. So mm. a very accurate man. Does it deserved all Australian? Yes, yes. absolutely. Right, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Josh Kennedy's disgust hit 49 goals, 29 behinds. Liam Ryan, or Luke, whoever it is, 30 goals, <laughs> 19. Liam, Luke. Jamie Cripps. Two uh, mark of the year nomination. 30 goals, 13. And Jack, Jake, Jack Petrocelli, 21 goals, 15. Jack Petrocelli. I reckon he'll play a lot next year because Willie's suspension. He will. He, he, he's going he's gonna to be a really good player. and I might actually, I'm actually enjoying him, watching him a little bit more now. Mm. Shuey, clearances <laughs> led 156. Next best was Yo. Uh, Cap with 144. Yes. Tackles Yo, led by 50. That's Next crazy. Shuey, 168. He is one of the stronger tacklers. And in the inside AFL. 50s, Elliot Yo, uh, Shuey, 128. Elliot Yo, 126. So 
their ball winners seem to be doing everything. Doc, top five. Top five. Top five. Uh, number five, Jack Darling with uh, 59 goals, 18. First All-Australian spot this year. Yep. Should have gotten it last year, but injury. Yeah, he, he really he really should have, but mm. yeah, that injury killed him. Uh, number four, Dom Sheed. Thought a career best year after his uh, match winner in the grand final yes. last year. Snag. Uh, number three, boys, Jeremy McGovern. I thought he had. I thought he had a pretty good year. Just keeps on keeping on the gov. Just keeps on keeping on. And, and he, shocker game against Geelong. <laughs> don't let don't don't let one uh, bad egg spoil the bunch. <laughs> one bad apple spoil the bunch. Um, right. Okay. Number number two, Luke Shuey. Thought he had a thought again. Another really good year from him. And number Does one, he make the top fifty this year? <laughs> you hope so. I hope so. <laughs> For your sake. <laughs> I think I think he's in my top fifty. I'll have to uh, re- revise it. Who's number one? Number one. Is the yo man, the El- yo man, yo man, Elliot Yo, Elliot Yo, yo. and uh, another, another big year. Twenty three averages, twenty three disposals. The uh, ta- ta- led the tackle count. Yes. Pretty sure he led the contested possession count as he well. He did, yes. he did. So, the deserving number well one, Mister Yo. Now we've run a bit over time, but boys, do you have any quickies to fire off before we? Yes, you do. Oh, hello. I he do. does. Does Scotty Burns get the job at Adelaide? Yes. Yes. When does it get done? Give me a week number. Before yeah. the trade period. Which well, starts, so his... When does the trade period... The trade period officially starts next week, doesn't mm. it? I thought it starts Wednesday, doesn't it? He needs to Wednesday, get... Wednesday, as need... in two days from now. Yeah, he two need, days from now. He needs, they, oh, need, they need to get a coach show before they start making moves. That's very soon. Because you don't want to be walking into a club and have half your moves dictated for you. Mm. I, would, I would expect a move done in the next couple of days. Or at the, ver- at the most, ne- by, ne- by next Monday. Mm. Also, does Justin... Justin Longmuir make the finals in the next two years. If Ed Langdon stays, yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ed's going to win the finals. He, he's going to be a very critical piece. Hmm. No, not two years. Okay. Slow, slow build. Slow build for the Dockers. Any other quickies? Do, do the Giants rebound next year with a top four finish? No. Yes or no? Yes. Do they make, do they make finals next year? Yes. Yeah. Well, if I think they're making top four. <laughs> yeah. It looks, yeah. looks to me as if I'm a total idiot. <laughs> Do Brisbane win one more one more final this year, make a prelim? They'll win a final. No, I mean, will they make it to the prelim this year? Next year. Next year. Well, they have to battle for the top four first. I think they'll at least win one final. I don't know about... If, yeah, they'll win a final. I don't, know if, I don't know about prelim. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> okay, I got one, boys. Will we see Lockie Hunter, an All-Australian wingman, in five years? Yes or no? no? Oh, five oh, years? We retired by then. Lockie Hunter, mate, you've been <laughs> you've been very stiff on him this year. You've been very harsh on him. And suddenly you reckon he's going to be an All-Australian. Will will he, though? No. I, like, I, I, there, there is potential in him. <laughs> no chance. What, what about the other elite wingman of the competition? What about Brad Hill? Sharon Wellingham. What about... Sharon <laughs> Wellingham. What about Sharon? What about him? What about... What about... about, what about Put a bit picket on the wing. Hugh McCluggage is going to be an All-Australian next year. Also, mate. boys, um, I did see Alex Johnson at the ground, along with Will Minson. Didn't Not sitting together. They were just... They were just around. You didn't give uh, Alex a pat on the knee, did you? No. I probably would have shattered. I didn't even told my story from Saturday. Oh, what what story have you got? Well, I got up at 2 o'clock. Oh, yes. Your whole journey. Travelled from the Burbs to the MCG. Lined up at 3 o'clock with the Richmond faithful. Shuffled into a queue at 6. Standard at the gate... Front of the gate at seven. Finally opened the gates at eight. Got my seat. Went home. So how did how did that work? Once you get the seat, you're in. There's a lady or oh, wise man comes around with a ticket and gives you a ticket, and then it's a reserved seat. Yeah, oh. that, that that that's how they that's how they do it. Yeah, I wandered off, had the uh, 
tran- radio going on the way home. Had, had a Gatorade or two, hop back in the... Have a nap? No, no nap. I didn't no nap. nap. I couldn't. I was too nervous. Kept going. Got I- back there at 12, watched Paul Kelly belt one out, and then watched the Tigers demolish the Giants. Honestly, I would have just napped. I would have just napped at the and stadium. Then, and, and, and then, <laughs> and, <laughs> curl up in your seat, get the sleeping bag. Yeah, put, put your feet up and... Uh, Put your feet up, cap, un- cap under your, uh, your eyeballs. I don't think I've slept at a stadium since I was about no, five too busy years again. old. I was too worried to get mugged from Phil Davis or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the Western Sydney boffins that's a, that's a, stealing your wallet. Oh that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> that, All right. That, well, thanks so much for listening to the A340 podcast yep. this week. Make sure you follow us on all our socials, the A340 podcast on Facebook, at A340 podcast on Instagram. I did already mention the email at the start, but if you've forgotten it, it's a340 at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, like we you said. For, and if you've forgotten, we do thank you again. Thank you so much yes. for the listeners. We love the listeners. For the last couple of weeks, for the last month, for the last year, however long it's been, we appreciate each and every single one of you. You're not yes. just a number. You're a fantastic viewership. and We love we you don't, all. We, we love you. And we don't we genuinely appreciate studio. it. I don't think we thought uh, a year and... Year and a bit in. Year and a bit ago that we were going to get anywhere near as close to as many listens as no, we did. We win too fast I think we would have been happy to get one, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. So to see to see the numbers going into triple figures it was pretty. Funny. <laughs> 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 we are we are pretty pleased, but on a on a <laughs> on a more genuine on a more genuine note, we do thank everybody for listening throughout every week and every round of 2019. Whoever you barrack for, we hope, well, we hope you land your big fishes in the off-season. Unless you're a Sydney supporter and you want Joe Danaher, in which case you can piss right off. <laughs> <laughs> we will be here, though, next week. We'll be doing an interesting episode. We're not sure yes. what we're going to do. We'll... Bit of trade news. There'll be plenty going around. Be plenty going on. The and plenty AFL. still being negotiated. The AFL season never sleeps, so we'll be here Doesn't. for sure. We've got the trade, we've got the draft. And then perhaps after that, we might be able to sleep in a we, little we, bit. We do have the uh, 50th episode coming up. and Yes. Been trying to pre- we are, what, 48 now? We are 48 now, so I'm, I'm pressing you boys. We're going to do best of for the 50th, the, the, the grando. And start listening back. If you have any moments that you yeah, have particularly bits. enjoyed from the past year and a half or past year and a bit of the A3 podcast, please let us know. Because yep. we'd love to hear what you've enjoyed the most. Because, yeah, let, let's be honest, it's been 48 cracking episodes. 48, honestly, certainly the biggest laughs I've had this year is just coming into this studio. And maybe, I don't know, half, half the episodes is just me giggling like a bloody loony. <laughs> like a jack. We do love it in here. <laughs> Jackie Loney. So, to play us out, we're going to have... What have you got to play us out, Doc? So, 30 seconds of the best theme song in the comp. I was going to say, I was going to go maybe 45. Okay, I'll settle for... I'll for, settle, for, I'll, for, for all the Richmond supporters out there, you've deserved this one. I, I'm not... Okay, honestly, I will say I'm not a fan of dubstep, but this one's not bad. This is the uh, the Richmond theme remix. <laughs> How about that? How about that? So, 
on on that bombshell. We're always. not gonna. Cat's not gonna close out the. Oh, he's not gonna close out the episode. No, yes, I am. Oh, yeah. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex. <laughs> I've been Alex Doherty. Stay tuned for all the trades coming up next week. Peace.